Snoring Bulldog Podcast is back after a hibernation hiatus that began the weekend of Thanksgiving, and we are now coming out of our shell for spring. Being I'm lazy, I figured I would view this as a chore, having to get back into doing the podcast that was on my to-do list. Nope, I'm so excited I can hardly stand it. And our snoring bulldog, Molly. Have anything to say, Molly? She wants to know when breakfast is going to be served, apparently. She's not snoring. She's waiting for food. Well, boy, has a lot gone on since last we confabbed. The world went wacko, or at least our country, the United States, did. Where we live, Dimension Q. You may not know you live in Dimension Q, but in our fictional world, that's where we live. The administrators of Dimension Q are considering suing QAnon. Who even knew about QAnon at the time of our last podcast? The administrators of Dimension Q claim that this QAnon group is besmirching the letter Q, so we'll see what happens with that. I have not had my hair done in well over a year. I'm no longer blonde, and for the first time, I have gone gray. Ever since what happened in January in the United States, all of the brouhaha that whole month, suddenly gray hair is sprouting up. I took some utility shears, pulled my hair to the side, whacked off 12 inches, and tied it back up. That's as far as we've gotten with hair care here. The event that I was going to do with an escape experience at the end of the year bombed because we went back into lockdown, but a whole bunch of neat things have been going on. First off, since the Academy exists and it's called an Academy, I decided why not finally offer courses. So we have some online courses which are very fun We have aromatherapy with artist Sandy Thompson. We have overcoming the perils of parenting during a pandemic with hybrid learning teacher, parent, facilitator, guru, Dr. Heather Brims. Uh, We have a course on dragon care, although the course creator has been dragging his feet doing it. You know who you are. I think he's off with the dragons, so that one won't be ready quite yet. We have Paranormal Pursuits with historian and mentalist Charles Spratley. That is coming out little bit by little bit. We've got a sluggery course. Everything you need to know about slugs for pets or competition. We have a course on the Ballyhooed sport of squalics, aquatic sport of gods. We've got a course on the ancient language of Naturim, a primer. Omniversal origins and courses on each element. All those are available now. Some at no charge. All greatly discounted for the pandemic. New books are out. Most exciting, author DJ Piper, who is published through the Academy's nonprofits Little Teeny Weeny Press, Egad's Hill Press, has published her second mystery in the Detective Scott McGregor series. I'm not certain if Murder Goes on Vacation, set in Vegas, was already out by the time my last podcast, but it is out now. 
and it looks great. Let's see what other books have come out. In Peyton Drake's 49 novella Omnitale series, his a new story has begun. We finished up the whole Mind the Portal story with the first seven parses or installments of his saga last year. We now have two installments already out, The Other Time Zone and Omni Take Two. So those are number eight and nine in his series. Number 10, Archons Away, is now available for pre-order and comes out next month. Our YouTube shows are back. My favorite, one should never play favorites with one's children. I play favorites, what can I tell you? I adore watching Trish and Brad Miller do the chapter and verse commentaries of Pete's story. I think it's safe to say I enjoy them more than the stories themselves. So they are back with a couple new installments. One is for The First Crack, which is novella two in, in Pete's saga. And then they started in on novella number four, Here Be Kraken. So if you're behind on the books, you're fine. You can go see the commentaries once you get caught up and all that stuff. You're not that far behind. Other shows, oh, I guess I am equally excited about all of them that are back are our Omnicasts, station AOAS, with our incredible roster of Omnicasters. Our anchor, Justice Nunsuch, had his first show of 2021 on Saturday. Next will be Roving Reporter Bonnie, then Morticia Mum's Word, and that's all we've got so far, but we are ready to go. And Love Among the Brambles, everyone's favorite soap opera, is back. We've got people calling in from the field. There are dramatic moments in the soap opera and so on. So that one is going full bore. At the end of last year, we started a little Tips for Tuesday or Tips on Tuesday series called Gooder Sense and Guidance, using poor grammar on purpose because it's supposed to be a little bit off kilter. We have a couple new tips coming up for that. And perhaps most excitingly, the Oracle's Choose Your Path video experience that I'd been trying to get off the ground has its first video done. It's just a very small step in so much as there will be, let me see, 49 character videos, plus there are gonna be 50 some on videos total. So obviously we have a way to go. In printing news, aside from books, Siren School's La Vie Sirene magazine is being resurrected for one-off issues, starting with a magic issue. We would love to get your submissions, everything in length from haiku length to 2,500 words. Could be recipe, an interview, a poem, a short story, a blurb, a memory about anything that you view as being magical. To me, sunrises are magical. Going to live theater is definitely magical. And then, of course, there's always actual magic. Hopefully, somebody will be writing about the magic of the Scarlet Witch, known in the Marvel Universe. She just had her show WandaVision. That would be great. I think somebody is writing about that. We have a magician writing a little bit of something. So anything you want to contribute, we would love for our digital magazine, La Vicirene, published by Siren School, and that will be coming out in summer. There's also an opportunity to contribute to a cookbook with your recipe, whether it's an original one passed down or you just tweak an existing recipe that's out there on the internet. We would love to include it. The only stipulation is it has to include somehow, somewhere, 
things grown in the ground. Whether that is herbs you use to spice your recipe, whether it's things grown such as crops, wheat for bread and flour and baking, vegetables, you name it. So I think that's a pretty safe bet to think that everybody could have something to contribute to that. We hope to have that out in summer, but it just depends who contributes when. I will put a link to my email address below for that, and you can get a hold of me if you have questions, or you can also just get a hold of me on Facebook. The La Vicirene issue that we are revisiting in spring is our goddess issue. That will be posted in a few different places, the Siren School page on Facebook, and shared here and there on some of the Omni social media channels. Well, it's been a year since some of the tea rooms have been able to serve inside, especially those in places like L.A. County. Our beloved Four Seasons Tea Room in Sierra Madre has literally not been able to serve indoors for one year. And if you've ever been indoors there, you know it's beautiful and the way they present the service is beautiful. But they have held on, as have other tea rooms, for which we are more grateful than we could ever say. Not all survived the beautifully renovated tea and teacups in your Belinda that had been around in different iterations for 24 years, almost a quarter of a century, just closed a couple weeks back. And I'm thrilled that I was able to go the final weekend and get a couple of their serving pieces as a tribute to a place that I've loved for so many years. And huge news for Paris and a Cup lovers. After having to close down during the holidays, and not being able to do the Valentine weekend best friends tea that is so popular, they are reopening the first weekend of April and kicking it off with their fabulous, popular little black dress tea. I will be there for the first seating. I can't wait. I have a black dress that I was to have worn last year when we were going to have a Mad Men theme. We we're going to call it Mad Women advertising from that era theme. I need to dig out the dress that never got worn. We had our first event, official event, of the new year. Yesterday, our first unofficial event was when we rescheduled the tea that was supposed to have been for the New Year's Eve escape experience. We rescheduled it, I believe it was for February, or was that January? It was a few weeks ago, at McKenna's Tea Cottage in Seal Beach. And yesterday we had our pajama party at Pamela's. That will now be an annual event. However, it will be February 1st. We couldn't do it then because everything was under lockdown, but it was supposed to be for a Jolly Loom or Holly Loom, what we know as a holiday, celebrating the coldest day of winter, meaning midwinter's day as it surrenders to starting to get warmer, 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 going towards spring. It's called the Surrender of Jolita, and it's got a whole history with the god of fire warming the heart of the goddess of cold, and that's the lore that goes with it. So instead, we just sort of had an end to wearing pajamas party yesterday, and they did a great job. It was fun to see people and make new friends and all that sort of thing. And we do have some things coming up between rebookings of things we had to postpone and actual new things. Next weekend, the chocolat dinner I've been wanting to do for I don't know, easily a dozen years at the Four Seasons Tea Room in their garden patio. That takes place. Next Saturday, March 27th, it is sold out, but there's a waiting list. I think last time I did a podcast, there was no such thing as what we now know as Bridgerton, the fun romp on Netflix. Well, we will be doing a Bridgerton of fun gossip game tea at the Spring Tea Garden in April. 
Our Poirot's Christmas tea is rescheduled for April. It's a holiday high tea. I'm wearing Christmas clothes. I sent out a survey about all of the events, and it included questions on when you would like to see some of the things rescheduled. And everybody nearly said that they wanted Poirot as soon as possible. They didn't want to wait till next Christmas. So here we go. We're having a Sisters of Sorcery, Edward Gorey nod, noshes, just nibbles and noshes at the cauldron in Buena Park. I didn't get to do the event that I wanted to last October there, which was supposed to be a Gorey event, for those who love Edward Gorey. We will get to, protocols willing, go behind a bookcase into a private haunted library. Only 12 people can go. I think we have one extra spot available. That will be an annual event, normally around the third weekend of February in honor of Edward Gorey's birthday. And again, the pajama party will be annual, usually around February 1st from now on. We have a May Day, Fay Day tea coming up. For those who don't know, May 1st is the Fairy New Year. And one of the longest standing tea rooms in Los Angeles County, Elisa's Tea Room closed just about a year ago. And people obviously were very saddened that a place that had been around for 20 some odd years closed. There is a darling girl who is a fairy, Elena, who has been running a fairy party business for years, 17 years, I think. And she had been wanting a tea room the whole time, specifically at the location that was Elisa's. Lo and behold, when Elisa's closed, Elena was able to get the spot and make her dream come true of opening a beautiful tea room on one side and party room on the other side. They specialize in children's parties, but they do a lot more than just that. It's incredible, the stuff they do. So we are delighted to be having our first event at Dream Come True Tea and Party Room on May 1st, our May Day Fay Day Tea. Wear those fairy wings. Our steampunk tea has been rescheduled again. It's now officially May 15th at Madeline's Garden in Pasadena. It originally was to have been inclusive of an outrageous etiquette discourse where you could send in your questions to Prunilda Fig, Dame Prunilda, MMDD, Manners Maven, Doctorate of Decorum. I'm not sure if she's going to be able to attend, so it might just be, we're here at tea, we're dressed as steampunk, yay. We have another neat evening event taking place at the Four Seasons. Magic is in the air. It will be on June 5th with historian Charles Spratley, who's a magician, and he's going to give us the lore, the legend, the man, the myth that was Houdini over a beautiful Victorian dinner, Victorian-inspired dinner, I should say. We finally got a date for our trip down to San Juan Capistrano on a mission. That, too, involves historian Charles Spratley. We just cleared with him a few weeks back that we will be going on June 26th down to San Juan Capistrano by train or metro. We will have a tour with Charles. He will tell us some of the haunted goings-on and give us some of the scoop about the mission that you don't always get with the regular tours. So we'll be going to the mission. Then we go to the beautiful Tea House on Los Rios. And after tea, we'll merely walk across the tracks to hop back on the train and come home. For those who went on our Murdoch trip to San Diego, this will be substantially easier. Far fewer hours, far less heat, far less far. And we will also return to the Dream Come True Tea Room, to their party room, which is seafoam green, 
for our mermaid tears tea in August. We've got a whole bunch of theme teas planned. We're going to have TikTok teas. Those are going to be like escape experiences where we will have an hour to try to solve the riddle or problem or whatever, lest we be locked in and have to do the dishes. The Tea and Sympathy Investigative Agency will be having some cold cases to solve over a hot cuppa. We will begin our Women of Substance series at Paris in a Cup and have a few other little tricks up our sleeve. We've got some theme teas ready to go after the ones I just mentioned, especially for Halloween. Really looking forward to that. And if I get my act together, I will have a new book out in fall that's set in the Victorian era. And we hopefully will have a couple of events that involve that. I have been asked about trips this year. There will be no overnight trips this year, sorry. There's just too much to overcome to have it be as seamless and easy as we want. Next year, however, we may be going to San Francisco for book two in Dorothea Tate's Victorian series. Her second book takes place in San Francisco. So we may be staying there to have an 1880s San Francisco experience. Our big weekend trip by train, and we would go by train, of course, to San Francisco, but in 2022, we will do the Portland Noir trip that we've been waiting to do, which will involve a mystery that takes place on the train. We will sleep on the train as we go up to Portland. It'll be set in the 40s, 50s, the film noir era. Once we get to Portland, it'll just be fun. We'll go to one of the cheesy murder mystery dinner shows. We'll find a place to go to tea. I'm going to the Botanical Gardens. And people will be on their own to determine how and when they want to come back. As we found, and going forward, people will make their own arrangements for the return because people want to stay different amounts of days, take different kinds of transport home. So from now on, we will get you somewhere and dump you. Whether or not we do a cruise anytime soon, and I don't mean soon as in 2021, but 2022 will depend on what you all have to say. I do have a few cruises that have been just waiting. The first will probably be Red Herring. It's Cold War Hot Spies, and it's international intrigue out in international waters. It will be a Baja cruise for the weekend through Carnival Cruises that leave out of Long Beach that are so convenient we will have a mystery that takes place in bits and pieces throughout the weekend. Again, not till 2022. That's with everyone's enthusiasm if that happens. Thereafter, I don't know when we'll get to go to Chicago. I've been waiting for ages to do our mob melee, speakeasy, die hard. (laughs) It's just never worked out, so we'll see. And that's set in the 20s, and I think people are a little burnt out on the 20s right now. So maybe by the time we get to do it in the next year or two, people will be ready for it again. I really want to do our Immortal Nolens trip through Siren School. That is a weekend in Orleans, and you choose if you want to be a gothic vampire or a steampunk-era hunter. And there is an overarching story about a vampire war that has ignited and needs to be quashed. That will all surround doing all the fun things like going on tours of beautiful cemeteries, going to tea, all that kind of stuff. It's been planned for years, and we'll see if we finally get to do that one. I still get asked about our UK and Paris trips that had to be rescheduled. Right now, we're looking at the UK in 2023. It could happen in 2022, but I'm not holding my breath. And whenever it does happen a year later, we will do the one to Paris. So those are the two international trips. 
down the line, we will revisit our first trip we ever did, which was a Victorian Gentilla tea tour of British Columbia. We went to some wonderful places, and some of us started off in Washington, in Seattle, and got to go to tea at some great places. So we will revisit that trip in a few years, or when a new batch of people who didn't get to go bug me enough about it. At yesterday's tea, we met somebody new to our little tea travelers group, a gal named Victoria of Fancy V Cakes. I went on her Instagram page, and you will be blown away by her culinary artistry, her baking skills, mad baking skills. So we are very much looking forward to having Whimsy Caledocious support and promote her. The whole idea of the Academy is to inspire people to express their creativity in ways that they thought may have been beyond them, whether through writing, through acting, whatever it might be. Those are our two primary conduits of creativity. But above and beyond that, it's very important to us to support what I call the genteel arts. When we did our Portals in Prose and Verse anthology last year, some new people submitted their work. It was so exciting. And we featured a textile artist who does the most incredible tie-dyes I've ever seen. I don't even think he considers himself an artist, but his work is incredible. So we use those at the beginning and end of the book to look like portals because they do. And we're going to help him set up a Patreon page and all sorts of stuff and nudged him to create a Facebook page and group for his art. And I'm so grateful he's done that because it's such a joy to get to see all of it. In addition to that, one of my favorite artists, Sandy Thompson, who did the aromatherapy course and who created, custom created, Tea Cozy Couture mixed media art for the Tea Cozy mystery series. She made darling little canvases with flapper dresses on them that weren't just painted. They had fringe glued on them, pearls around the neck. Absolutely adorable. Well, she has created a series of Breakfast at Tiffany's pieces in honor of the I think it's the 60th anniversary of the movie. Lo and behold, Paris in a Cup for their reopening for their Little Black Dress event is revisiting their first theme, which was Breakfast at Tiffany's with the Audrey Little Black Dress that's so iconic. And I don't know if I'll be able to get through this without crying because it means so much to me, but everything I've ever wanted for the Academy and specifically for the Academy's arts nonprofit that supports the genteel arts is to create connections that result in people's art getting to a new audience. And Cheryl from Paris in the Cup, the owner, has lovingly commissioned pieces from Sandy to be used as centerpieces on the tables at the upcoming Little Black Dress event. I could not be more thrilled or grateful, especially during these strange times, that I finally get to see something come to fruition. Even though the Academy has not yet got to launch, today marks the one-year anniversary of my first podcast and the one-year anniversary of the day the Academy was supposed to launch to the world after 10 years of preparation. It has not yet launched. It won't get to quite yet until we can meet fully and there's a whole series of steps that need to occur for us to have a proper launch to the world. But for now, I'm still here. If you would have told me that I could survive with no income for a year or hardly any income, not enough to be taxed, we'll put it that way, I would have scratched my head. But here I am. I feel more abundant than I ever have in my life. And I'm having the time of my life. I'm having more fun than the law allows. And I'm just so grateful for everything I've learned this year. 
I have a long way to go to become the kind of person I want to be. And there have been some big mistakes and missteps and not great situations over the last year. But by gum, I will stick with it (laughs) and just keep trying to improve. Because to me, that's what it's all about is sure not about money or anything like that. I've got a ton of work because I've got seven events in seven weeks and only one of them is an event I'm a guest at, the Little Black Dress Tea. Everything else, I've got to come up with scripts and party favors and all sorts of stuff. But today I will get out the March newsletter and it will include our second event survey. So you can tell us what you're interested in of all the things that I mentioned as well as all the things I didn't get to for things that are coming up so we can see what you would like to come to and what you would like to see us do. We might revisit some of our old themes that we've done before, such as Doctor Who with a TARDIS tea, Harry Potter, I finally am going to do my Lord of the Rings tea, Frodo Lives On, in honor of the 20th anniversary of the movie Fellowship of the Ring. That tea meal would be Eleven's actually. Nightmare Before Christmas, Willy Wonka, we might revisit Willy Wonka. So there's some fun stuff to look forward to this year. And I am so looking forward to getting to go through this experience with you. I will be revisiting the Patreon tiers to see, ooh, I should do a survey. Let me put that on my note. Survey. I should survey you guys to see what kinds of stuff you want for your benefits and perks and what kind of stuff you just don't care about. Some people just join to get early access to events. Other people join because they want audio versions of the book, and you can't get those anywhere than through Patreon. Not on Amazon, not on the Omni site, only as a Patreon patron. So everyone has their different reasons for becoming a patron, but whatever reason it is, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. You have no idea how much it means to me. And how much I appreciate not just the patronage, but the opportunity to get to interact with you because it's different than social media. Through Patreon, you get your information by email. And if you are an email person, that means you are absolutely seeing things as opposed to being a shot in the dark on social media, whether you see something or not. Please let me know what you would like us to do this year or not do this year. Things you enjoy, things not so much, and where you would like to see tea travelers go, as well as the academy and siren school and all the things that are all interrelated with their own foci. Oh, last but not least, I will leave you with the information if you want to get out and get some fresh air and stretch. Starting this Wednesday, March 23rd, I believe is the date, or is it the 24th? Whatever Wednesday is, the 24th. I will start teaching Dao Chung. It's a combination of Qigong and Tai Chi with an omni twist, with moves that have names that depict the elements. And I will be offering that for free at a little secluded park in Seal Beach. If you're interested, come and join me. We will breathe in the fresh air together at a distance and get some lovely exercise. It's zero impact. It's it's not an aerobic exercise. That's it, friends. Welcome back. Molly, are you snoring? A little bit of a snore. With that, I will bid you cheriste sum. For those who don't know what that means in Naturim, it means above all love. And the reply, if you can say it from your end, is allo cheriste plus, which means and then love more. Tuta. Tuta.